everybody, and welcome back to Writing the Rapids, the show where I, Joe Balecki, talk to writers about writing. Very often those writers have been recommended to me by writers who have previously been on the show, unless it's a rejoinder, which this is. And in fact, B.R. Yeager, being the first writer ever on the podcast, uh, was never recommended to me by anyone. I just wanted him on the show because I like his books, as you'll be able to tell when we get into the conversation. This month we're talking about his new short story collection, and by the way, this episode is not for kids. Okay, I'm going to say the name of the title of the book now, Burn You the Fuck Alive. It's out through Apocalypse Party now, and it's fantastic! B.R. Yeager has previously been on the show to talk about the movie he co-wrote with Nick Verdi called Caucasoid. He was on to talk about his book Negative Space, and he was on to talk about his book Amygdalatropolis through Schism. Before we get into the show, let's talk about how you can support the show. You can do so by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash noisemakerjoe. For just two bucks a month, you can get the show a couple days before you normally would. You can also throw me a one-time donation over at paypal.me slash noisemakerjoe, and you can buy my book. It's called Tired. Look for it on Amazon. If you don't have the money to spend or don't want to spend the money you have, you can always follow me on Twitter at noisemakerjoe and retweet tweets about the show, especially the ones with the links in them. You can also give the show a five-star or higher review, if possible, on whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Otherwise, just tell a friend about it, or listen to it all the way through. Those are all good things to do. Now, without further ado, let's get into my conversation with B.R. Yeager. Let's start with the past before we go into the present, then. Let's start with Negative Space. So Negative Space hit like 10,000 copies sold a couple months ago. Um, it's making the rounds on book influencer spaces on TikTok and Instagram. Um, and I think YouTube. I think, what, was it Plagued by Visions did a did some... Yeah. Um, yeah, that was uh, part of a breakdown he did of... He did a... Um, a episode on apocalypse party in general and that oh, was really? included in it uh yeah um yeah he, he went over i know uh bonding and uh terminal um terminal park and some of the other horror, horror ones i think the uh the troy's books um mm. i want to say um but yeah he's a really good guy i was actually just uh talking with him over uh just messaging with him but he's he's a really really good guy yeah i do enjoy his uh videos i obviously haven't watched every single one of them but um but yeah i i've enjoyed the stuff of his that i've seen uh and i enjoy watching um booktubers who read the type of stuff that i like to read and aren't uh weirdos about it hmm uh and and i think he does a really good job um so when people talk about indie lit um i either as a coping mechanism or or as uh realism or maybe even as a badge of honor people talk about how nobody's in this for the money nobody's expecting to to get rich or anything but i but i imagine 10,000 copies um probably does pretty you know uh, pretty good things for the bank account. I don't, we don't need to talk like numbers, numbers, because that's your business, obviously. But like, 
is that an amount that moves the needle meaningfully for you in your life? Yes, ab- absolutely. Um, you know, it's like, it's, it's obviously not like quit your job money, but you know, it, um, you know, it like pays a lot of the bills. Um, so it's like, that's, it's, it's significant supplemental income, like, but you know, not anywhere, not anywhere near sort of like, you know, I'm going to start, you know, writing professionally or something like that without taking on like a million freelance gigs, because that's really, as far as I can tell outside of like the really enormous, crazy numbers that you see, like outside of, indie lit like there really isn't any um you know it's like you like the only way to sort of like what i've seen is to make a living with writing is to do a lot of freelance gigs to teach um to do a lot of things that are maybe not necessarily a part of like what you're passionate about writing or things or doing things that are you know aligned with writing again like teaching and running workshops and things like that but um you know as far as i can tell no one's really like quitting their jobs over that but you know it's it's not no money so it's you know i'm very thankful for it and you know it's been a huge help word i for that that's like the information for me that like my brain needs right like mm. that's that's the reality check that that makes sense to me um so cool i i appreciate uh you talking about that so let's get into the into the new short story collection burn you the fuck alive uh and you know stop me if you've heard this one before but it's really it's really good um i was i i I just finished it um early this afternoon um and went on to goodreads to rate it and i saw that charlene elsby had written a really nice review of it I didn't know about that actually. Um, I'm gonna have to check that out. I, I just I I haven't checked it just because I know no one. Well, apparently, oh, I had given her a preview copy of it. Um, but no, that that's uh, I haven't heard it a lot. <laughs> that uh, that good. So it's really good to hear because, as you know, you and everyone else knows, it's like kind of terrifying. And as everyone knows, you know, I've gone through i've read it like probably nine times just to proofread it um it literally just looks like garbage to me Mm. like it all just seems like oh this is the most mundane kind of you know predictable like bullshit this is all (laughs) my head and i know what it all is so i have like no idea what it looks like so thank you i appreciate it i'm 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 glad that it's good (laughs) yeah because i can't tell yeah right well this is all derivative i feel like i've read this before oh yeah 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 exactly that's because i have what i found interesting about her review um is that her um favorite stories are um well she says i feel like jaeger is most authentic when he slips out of reality mode um and her her more favorite stories are the more sort of like poetic or experimental or less like the grounded prose type of stuff um mm. and I, i've noticed it helped me notice a, a theme in your writing is that you kind of um do both like amygdala tropolis had that where it was like 
the sort of grounded here's what 1404 is doing and then it kind of had these italicized more poetic segments too um and what's interesting is that my favorite stories are the ones that are like grounded with with um characters doing actions and stuff um and in my brain uh what i come to your writing for is like scuzzy teenagers doing dumb things and then having terrible horrors beyond our comprehension affect them um so i i found that interesting in in that mine and, and hers like preferences for your writing style differ but also that you do have like these kind of two like very distinct sort of like modes that you go in mm. yeah no that's interesting I, and i love that yeah again the thing of like two people like having different perspectives or different favorite aspects of it like um i mean like with like negative space one thing that was really cool is that i would see a lot of people being like you know it starts off great but like really like loses me near the end and then there's like a bunch of people who are saying the exact opposite where it's mm -hmm. like it was like really rough to start but really picks up near the end and it's like i i feel like that's that's the sign that that's a really good sign that you know there you know it's there is some division and that's not just like everyone saying the same things over and over um this is probably that you're this is the last you're gonna get of scuzzy teenagers from me for a while because mm. i absolutely hit the wall in terms of how much i could write about that um yeah yeah no it, like all, with this book it's like a lot of it is just um either exhausting things i had already sort of been exploring for a while or it's kind of like been a clearinghouse for um a bunch of ideas that i've had for a while that weren't big enough for a full-length thing or um you know i had just never gone around to or, or things i didn't know how to write yet like there's some uh ideas from that were you know that produced a story in this book that are like as we go back to like 2015 2014 um that's cool just to like finally get those out and put those together and kind of say goodbye to them yeah um i know that feeling i um speaking of charlie and i i saw in the acknowledgments that she and, and two other people um helped edit poison nurse which yes, i found to, to be a very um it was one of my favorites but also like oh man i'd, I'd feel really uncomfortable writing this um <laughs> uh just like you know as a man writing a woman and then writing that kind of woman um mm. it's uh i don't i don't want to like say it and have it sound like a neg right like well mm. i could never write something like that um <laughs> but um because well, it, where's be the fun if you make it too easy for yourself right <laughs> yeah i guess um so i want to kind of i want to hear about the the process of coming up with that idea and then writing it and and having some some women read it word word um so let's see where did that come from did you ah, this is like really silly um did you ever did you play persona 5 no i didn't yeah yeah there there's um there's do you know like the premise of those games or anything it's um 
I'll I've, kind of do a summary. It's uh, yeah, but it's like essentially like it's half um, sort of like a high school simulator type of thing, and half of it's like dun- like supernatural dungeon crawling, and they kind of all intersect. But there's a uh, part of it. There's a number of different um, as these games often do have like a uh, opportunities to like romance different characters. One of which is a um, you know you're a teenager. And you have the opportunity to uh, romance this like nurse who works at a clinic so long as you uh you know help her like test out these new kind of like pharmaceuticals that she's developing and things like that as i'm like very kind of like cartoonish and silly but like um it, it just kind of struck me it's like huh maybe i could do something like that and like um it just kind of grew into sort of this idea of more about like writing a character who's sort of a uh, another influence is uh have you read tomi the mm-hmm. Uto? yeah um one thing i really loved about how that develops is that it's kind of about um a monster who doesn't realize that they're a uh like a like it's about like an eldritch being who doesn't realize it essentially as like doing kind of all of these horrific things like based on like a like instinct as you know like a wolf might or something um and so i just really liked sort of the idea of like pairing those two things and i don't know just um like the idea you know it's like it's uh, doing it's not like a new idea or anything but like the you know it's like a very human character who's literally an abomination like not even saying that in a derogatory term but it's like a character who is like a literal monster a literal like you know classical definition of abomination um and like writing from that perspective but like not in, like in a sympathetic way it's all that's all again it all feels like really really cliche saying it because that's like been so much of things but I don't know it's um and that's kind of like what a lot of the book is is i feel like it's like my like a lot of the stuff in this book is like my most genre um things and like playing around with like oh wouldn't it be wouldn't this be cool getting back to like like the wouldn't this be cool aspect of writing does mm. that make sense yeah <laughs> yeah i like that i i feel like um i don't know i i, I feel like i've gone so deep into the like experimental high concept sort of world that you know you forget that like oh yeah you can just do that you can just have a a, a, you know a good idea a silly idea and then Mm. and then follow it um and and make something really interesting about it um the other thing is that i wanted to write porn or like try take a stab at writing porn mm. um that was just like uh something that's like it's like one of those things again like you you write so much about like violence and it's like okay like how do i like write something that's like um that's like attempting to actually be like sexy like um because like i've written like sex scenes before but like never like to try to be sexy um so yeah it was just kind of like how do i try out these different things i was reading the um the I forget the name of it. Uh, the uh, but they're the, the it was the first book in Anne Rice's uh, Sleeping Beauty 
erotica series. Do you know about that? <laughs> I have no clue. Oh, it's wild. It's a, it's a, it's a wild book. Um, it's cool. It's cool. I, I like Anne Rice. Um, but um, it's like a series of like five books, and it's like uh, like a lot of it is like you know about like power dynamics and domination and uh, you know like a lot of the, the thing I was always kind of like thinking of like you know how do you do make something like you know like the goal of making something that's like problematic in an interesting way as opposed to like problematic in a stupid way um if that makes sense yeah but yeah uh, that, that's all <laughs> yeah and so and then the editing process like how how did you decide to bring it to these people and and i want to know what their reactions were to it oh um there i mean there is all three like really really respect their opinions of um you know like charlene and Lindsay are like two of my favorite writers um elisa's a very close friend who uh does writing of her own and um you know and like uh like uh Lindsay had given she had actually talked to it was saying uh that's like you know i could actually see this as a full-length book I, I had by the time I had finished the story I had exhausted the idea for myself like I couldn't really see how I could expand upon it um Charlene pretty much gave uh you know like line by line edits which was like fantastic it was like um you know like places to expand you know like you know shifting punctuation around like really really fantastic um and then like elisa like gave me like some like pointers on like terminology and things like that um so yeah no it was all just like you know it's like it's just like that would so that was like a story where like because like he was like trying out like a new thing um i wanted to get as many people i i always want to get as many people to like uh to read or like edit something as possible but you know like you know i try if want to be i understand people have limited amount of time and people have you know all of the people who um are kind of like worth worth asking for advice on are like super 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 busy like everyone's super busy so i'm just always really really selective so um you know going to like three people for this one was you know it, it was just, i just wanted to like make it as good as possible i knew it was going to be kind of like right in the middle of the book um i knew it was going to be one of the longer pieces and it was something that i hadn't really done before so i i want to just get that input so it was as strong as possible cool um i, I appreciate the dedication to the quality of the work um oh, i because you know I, if i've said it before i've said it a million times i just i hate editing I have such a hard mm. time with it. I have such a hard time looking at something after I've drafted it. Um, mm. That, like, the idea of, of like, really pouring over one work, right? Like, by the time I've finished the first draft of a book, I have exhausted the idea for myself, right? And I no longer mm. want to see it. And because it's, you know, it's just a, it's a, it's a manuscript for a book that, like, it's easy enough to just kind of, like, put it away and move on to the next one um that that's really interesting i'm kind of the opposite where 
like I, I love the editing process I, I you know which is distinct from the proofing process of course mm-hmm. uh but i i i um because like i just i'm nuts i don't i have like particularly bad initial drafts like it just like really terrible syntax really like bad like on a sentence level as really like the it only starts like looking like something that i could potentially be proud of until i like start like really getting into like the nitty-gritty of it and like carving up the sentences and um just like really getting in that minute level um yeah yeah it's it's the hard part for me always is kind of the initial like getting is generating enough material to actually start editing and start putting it together and like uh creating a structure for it because at that point i just you know i have to trick myself into like believing like okay i I can make this work later on because later on because at the time it just all i see is like garbage (laughs) because it's it's bad my initial drafts are really really bad i can't emphasize enough (laughs) that's so funny to me i was i was thinking yesterday while i was reading um that even though i hate it when people describe writing as effortless that i i feel like your Mm. writing feels effortless at least like like to read it feels so natural and and like clear and and effortless that um of course the only way that that can come about is by putting a bunch of effort into it um so i like to i'm glad to like remind myself of how much work after the initial drafting process you put into it because um i don't know if it's just because i've been watching yellow jackets lately or what but like the scuzzy teenagers and horror idea is like such a draw to me that i'm like going back and listening to like old typo negative albums and stuff just like just like really trying to get into this 90s mall goth thing um yeah and um so like reading through some of the stories in this book it's like oh has he already written basically what i want to do for the next book (laughs) Is, is it already there um and so i'm you know as sad as i will be to have a limited amount of 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 lousy teenagers uh interacting with the forces of darkness from from you uh in the near future i guess i'm glad that you're moving on so that i can fill that space in the market um absolutely please do i I, you know i i'm yeah i you know obviously i too am such a sucker for that like 100 percent um did we (laughs) you talk about like did we ever talk about like um kind of like the playlist and like the music that I was like listening to while like doing negative space. Like, I don't think we did. And if we did, it's it's worth recovering again for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was like, it was very much that just like resonates me like with me a lot of like the whole, um, of like putting on music to get into the mindset and things like that. And like, um, you know, so it's like, I, I definitely like, revisited a lot of revisited like my chemical romance like a lot for that of like specifically because it's this thing that like is meant to make um sort of like typical like teenage concerns like feel like very larger than life which is like what you know all of this kind of teen horror is about of like um 
taking like all of the sort of the life and death feeling of being like a teenager and blowing that up onto a scale that actually is kind of like life and death. Um, it was like listening to like a lot of like uh, Wicked Face, Springs Eternal, like um, and, and like just stuff that like I knew that um, depressed, scuzzy, depressed teenagers to, to, today were listening to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I always I think we've talked a lot like before a lot about like finding sort of the the music that fits the vibe and like the mindset for going in which like i don't hear about from a lot of people necessarily like a lot Mm -hmm. of other writers like a lot of people are just like oh i put on ambient or i Mm -hmm. don't put on anything um but no that's like just such a crucial part to me yeah hundred percent um when i had william watson on recently to talk about Mm. Uh, House of Delete. He puts out a book every other day too. So, but yeah, it was for House right, of Delete. Right, like right. he he does that. He's got a super long playlist that goes along with that. Um, and then there's people on the other end of the ambient spectrum, like Mike Correo, who puts on like Sun Ra to like yeah. make himself delirious. Um, I mean, that comes through in his work too. I think um, very much so. Oh my god, yeah, I, that's someone I can talk about a whole lot. I'm like. That's someone who I'm like so envious of in terms of like how they're um, able to just like, uh, oh my God, I can't even really like say what it is because it would like, I feel like any summary I could come up with like would demean what it actually is because it's like, you know, it's very out there, but compulsively like readable, like incredibly easy to read mm-hmm. um, while still um, being like formally, like so adventurous and um, God, his, his proper noun game mm. is just like off the charts. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, I, I'm like such a sucker for like a good proper noun. And he's just like, God, the um, third world magics. It's just like every sort of like name for a person there is just pure gold. My God yeah yeah (laughs) yep (laughs) um let's see what else um oh i thought the buried man um Mm. i i I think the the bit in the acknowledgments for that is interesting but i also found that that like um as a body horror short story is Mm. really well done um oh cool because like generally when i when i think about body horror i think like mutations and parasites and like um an out of control growing or transformation um but that's like a different kind of out of controlness to your body uh that mm. like that's like I feel like if I were turning into a human fly, I would think it was pretty cool for a while, right? Like, I I think so. I, so does he? So right, did he? Right, yeah. I feel like my emotional trajectory would be about the same. Mm. Um, whereas the sort of like uncontrollable expelling of liquid, uh, on a supernatural level is just like, and again, he's a teenager. He's in school. Just um. Like, that's the perfect character to make that happen mm. to. Um, and um, the 
the um uh I'm the uh I don't know art installation that it was part of um yeah multimedia yeah. project is what you call it and the acknowledgement sounds really cool yeah i i highly recommend if you haven't uh checked that out there's so many aspects to it again to it like again um well the people who read uh carter uh mycroft um put together a rp a rpg maker game that's like where you explore the entire town that's set in and um the uh Max and Raf are in it. Um, they, they like all you can. Uh, so, like the way that's set up is that you can go around the town and like find each story that was part of this anthology. And there's like like forty stories in there. Um, and then you also like meet the characters and stuff. And some of the characters are also this like the Scrams band um, that uh, Ian Capos and uh, Lauren Lavin, um, along with. Uh, I th yeah, I think Carter Mycroft too. They, they were like the, three of the people who like founded and headed this project, um, called Fl uh, Fluffies, which is it's a great band too. Um, it's just very, very. It's like all around, like just a very, very cool project. That's cool. Yeah, I'll have to to dig deeper into it. Um, what else should should we should we bring up in the shadow of the penis house? Feel, oh yeah <laughs> um is is great because it's it's silly but then it also gets kind of sad um uh, that's, a, that's a way to describe yeah that, that's another thing that that charlene brought up in that goodreads review um was, was the like moments of humanity that spring through but i i love the the narrative as as card game thing um mm. You know, I I think that, um, I you know I I think that uh that Pearl Death was awesome, and I I think there's a reason why it like, uh, inspired so many so many people, um, but particularly what I found interesting were the the icons at some of the bottom of the cards. Mm. Mm. Yep. <laughs> There, 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 there's a, uh, there, there's a, there's like, there's a very, uh, it's not arbitrary, but it's like, you would probably have to be inside my head to like, know what the code is with that. Mm. Um, but like, I love, you know, I, I've like, I'm sure we've, we've, I've been on a, on, I've been on here. So I've probably talked about like dark souls and the from soft mm -hmm. uh games and like i i'm just like i love sort of opaque icons and like um like so, or just uh yeah just any type of thing in a um in like game design where it's like it gives you it works like trying using an icon to try to convey something but like you can kind of get the gist of it, but like it's n n not spelled out. Um, I'm just like a sucker for that, and it's like it's it's another aspect of like just adding kind of like language and the visual language to it. Like, um, you know, it's like creating, you know, it's all, you know, some, it's all uh, like uh, you know, symbology. Um, 
and you know it's like you have like the the main image you have the words and then you have like these icons and like the like the three of those things like play along with each other and it like um just like little things to help like complicate the text a little bit and you know create um evoke different things you know create sort of uh you know i'm rambling but you know like it's like you know just like try to sort of um further like manipulate people i guess <laughs> right um so before we get going do you have do you have plans for what's next do you have something in the pipeline do you where are you at with it et cetera, et cetera. yeah yeah, yeah. So I'm about 20,000 words into a draft of uh, the next novel, um, which, you know, again, it's going to be, you know, I'm kind of like kicking out like some of my previous crutches. It's like, it's not going to be about teenagers. Not gonna, there's not, not going to be about drugs, not going to be about um, the internet. Um, but yeah, t- the... Uh, I guess all I'll say for right now is that the main character is in her 30s. Um, she's a widow in 1991 in um, Amherst, Massachusetts. And that, that's, about, that's about all that I can like really give out now. But, um, but yeah, just kind of working on that a lot. And, you know, I, I've been on kind of like putting out a book every three years. I, this one I'm actually kind of I'm guessing you'll probably do the same. I'm hoping to do it in like maybe two years, but we'll see.